Boys, how are you? Great, man. How are Wonderful. you? Great. Uh, I got to ask you this question. Um, because I did this recently. What are something that like you go to a store and you're embarrassed by? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Chris has to have an answer. <laughs> Chris has. A, Chris definitely has an answer. He's a couple, he, maybe. Because Chris brought this up in the text, and then yeah. I did something recently right. that made me remember that Chris brought this up like a month ago or whenever it was. So, um, Chris, you get us started. <laughs> What's something that you're embarrassed to buy when you go to the store? It shouldn't be embarrassing, right? Because everybody <laughs> needs it. But when <laughs> when I go to Costco and buy like the stadium pack of toilet paper, I feel so embarrassed. <laughs> I feel so embarrassed buying that much toilet paper. And I feel like everybody's judging me and looking at me like, oh man, how, how bad does he need that, that pack to walk out? Because like now in COVID, I'm not going with my family to Costco. That's my job now is just, I, I have to go, I'm, I go do that and take care of it, right? So all of us don't have to go in there. So it's just this one dude, like, who knows? They don't know that I have a family. They don't know that I, there's multiple people in this house that need it. They just see this dude buying 175 rolls of double ply Charmin because God knows why. A hundred percent. I feel there's no reason to feel embarrassed, but I do. Wow. <laughs> That's tremendous. I, I can <laughs> sort of, I sort of relate to that uh, or, or used to relate to that where as like a, a single guy going to the grocery store and people don't know whether or not you're in a relationship. And then it's even like just the regular large packs of toilet paper. <laughs> you got to throw that some bitch to the bottom of the cart. And you just like, Oh man, girls are looking at me. Like, I, wh why do the big packs have to be the ones that are on sale? I, I'd be buying packs every week and try to just get in, get out of there late night shopping. That's the time to do it. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but, but now <laughs> uh, for me, I did not know that's where that was going. Yeah. <laughs> now for me, it's like buying like like crappy light beer mm. that just to like enjoy on weekends like we have coming up, summer, things like that. When I like, especially at a beer distributor, the same one or two that I go to that I usually purchase craft beer at. And all of a sudden I walk up to the counter with like a, a case of Miller Lite and they're just like, oh, I thought I had respect for this guy. <laughs> I don't know. This isn't my type of guy anymore. <laughs> what is he doing? So that where I'm like, oh man, I really don't want to have to be the one to purchase this. Or we got a trip coming up. We're headed to Deep Creek for the weekend. Can't be crushing craft beer all weekend. So you got to go light. That's, that's a newer one for me where I've had to adjust to that and feel a little weird. I feel that because I just did that month and a half of taste testing <laughs> on a sub 100 calorie right. beers. Every time I did the, there was like three different trips to get those. And, uh, it, I felt awful every time. I did. <laughs> Luckily they put them in the bags that like, are like, like coated. So you can't see all the way through. Cause I would just go to yes. the grocery store. So it kind of hit it, but I, I still knew what was in there. <laughs> well guys, for me, it is, um, it's makeup. I've been doing a bunch of stuff on camera recently. And I have wow. to get makeup, right? Sometimes it's there for you. Sometimes I have to buy it myself. And uh, before I go, so I don't look like a fool. And yeah, and I just, 
And it's so funny because like I've bought all the women, I've bought all the feminine products for like I've I've had to buy, I've bought those at times and stuff like that. That's fine, but makeup. I just was. <laughs> I just, I don't, I go up there and I'm like, makeup. And then I swear she looked at me, but I don't. I go up there and I'm just like, uh, uh makeup. makeup. <laughs> boys makeup, please. Where's the boys makeup aisle? And I swear she just looked at me, just judging me, you know? And I, and I know she wasn't, but I just felt like, I was like, I, I'm buying makeup. I don't know. And I'm, I'm doing a job on camera. Everybody who does jobs on camera, they all have makeup. But like, I, I just buying it yourself is a whole thing. Oh, I yeah. I don't even know where to start having to go Dude. do that. I, I, well, that's another thing that gets embarrassing too, is because you're in the aisle, like, uh, <laughs> like comparing you, like, <laughs> different products. And then someone stops you and they're like, uh, do you need help? And it's just like a <laughs> random person. It's just like, it's just like a random girl looking for makeup. And she's like, do you, are you, do you help? You've been standing here for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Which one? Which one? Which one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a tough no one. <laughs> yeah. No good. <laughs> Thanks to self-checkout, but sometimes self-checkout for whatever reason is closed and they're not Ooh. working. Yeah. He's like an actor's makeup store, just all things for actors and on-screen talent. So you can all relate and be like, we all know what we're here for. Yeah, yeah. we know what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. It's Didi out here in LA. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And Dan, let everybody know where they can find the Brunch Breakdown in all one million places we are. That's right. Every million place that we yes. are, including... Yes. All of the popular places that you can find podcasts, <laughs> audio podcasts available anywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We love iHeartRadio. They send you a little oh, yeah. reminder when we come out in the morning and those episodes are released. Hey, don't wait for our tweets, by the way. You don't have to wait for our tweets and our Facebook posts. Those episodes are ready. Hit subscribe, people. Hit subscribe. They're ready for you first thing. Thursday morning, right on your phone, right on your device, wherever you listen, everywhere. We are here for you every Thursday morning. Full videos of our episodes are available on our YouTube and Facebook pages. Those premiere every Thursday as well, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on those two platforms. And of course, available on demand whenever, wherever you need them. Of course, we are literally everywhere on social media including the giants such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our wonderful friends at Triller and TikTok as well. You can find us at Brunch Breakdown. We'll see you there, friends. Love it. All right. Well, today on the show, we're talking all sports. So if you hate sports, just go listen to another episode because it's Sports Brunch <laughs> Volume 2 today on the Brunch Breakdown. We're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to talk everything from golf to baseball to hockey to just literally every single thing. So many things that we're going to have to like, time ourselves so we this podcast isn't like three hours long today but we're going to be talking <laughs> brooks kepka to tom wilson to tim tebow the raiders nightclub and so many more things so boys let's get this started with something that we have to have at a sporting event some brews it's brews day chris get us started what are you sipping on man yes sir we're going to go back to the great state of wisconsin uh because okay. i have 14 more beers that i have to try <laughs> right. uh, from all wisconsin summer. wait hold on wait wait so it's going to be all summer long Wisconsin. I don't know that I'm going to do that consecutively, but Bruce Day this summer brought to you by Wisconsin. (laughs) This could be a lot. I kind of want you to. 
There's going to be a lot this week. I have uh, from Lakefront Brewery in Milwaukee, uh, Juicify IPA, mm. which I've never tried before. But it says uh, wheat malt with a juicy mix of hops, and they claim it's clean and refreshing. So let's find out. Okay, I love it. I love it. Juicy's a good good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, I mean, it's super citrusy. Uh, do you guys with with citrusy beers like sometimes? Sometimes I don't know that I would call them ref, uh, refreshing. Weird. Refreshing. Like refreshing is like I, I kind of consider it refreshing, but at the same time, I I, I don't. Maybe it's just like my definition of refreshing because refreshing is something like you feel like you can put back really easily. And I don't feel like I would want to put this back really easily. I would want to um, enjoy it, but it's smooth. It's citrusy. And um, those are kind of two checks on the checklist. So it's pretty good. Juicify IPA Lakefront Brewery. You think the, is it, there's a lot of wheat there that makes it maybe, cause I feel like, like a blue moon is very citrusy, but it's a Belgian wheat and it's not refreshing necessarily. It's yeah take your time i don't is i don't know if it's that or i would have i would have thought either that or hops can usually slow you down in the refreshing front but to balance it's, with the citrus yeah it's i i feel like it's in between the two mm. um because you can you do get the wheat from it but it's not overly weedy uh like a blue moon because a blue right. moon you I, I don't want this to sound like I, I think they're bad i love blue moons but it, you almost kind of slog your way through it it's not yeah. a it's a, it's a, it's a heavier beer for its genre of beers. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> this is probably somewhere in the middle, but I enjoy it quite a bit. So if you're in Wisconsin, along with that naked threesome, I told you about <laughs> last week, get yourself a juicify from Lakefront Brewery. I like that. Uh, yeah, but that's true. I feel like with the IPAs that are like citrusy and one of the reasons I like them is because they're refreshing, but no, but once you put the too much weed in there, Changes it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does change it up. It's a solid bruise day conversation right there. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like that. All right. Well, um, I've been told that I have to clear out my fridge before I can buy any more beer. So uh, mm-hmm. we got an oldie but a goodie. Uh, Golden Road Champagne Go. Let's nice go. <laughs> mimosa themed uh, beer that they have that is, uh, what is it? Uh, the Mango Cart beer that they are most known for that you can literally get anywhere. Well, they have made it with a, to make somehow make it taste like champagne and make it taste like a mimosa and it's called Champango and it's amazing. And honestly, I'm going to end up buying more of these, but I've been told I need to like clear out my side of the fridge. So Champango, Brews Day, perfect for a Memorial Day weekend coming up. So if you can get your hands on some, do it. Love that. Um, Whenever we make our way back out to LA. I'm going to need you to stock back up on that. Yeah. So oh. just be, just be ready whenever that, ev- <laughs> that happens. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Well, I've got a pretty unique and special beer here today on Bruce day. Um, recently celebrated a birthday. So it was a special beer week and decided to bring out a special beer for Brews Day this week. Now, this is from a brewery. It's actually a, a collaboration between Evil Twin Brewing, which I think most people have heard of, familiar with, and The Veil, which is 
an absolutely incredible brewery in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, my fiance and I had the honor of going to their brewery actually twice in our brief trip down to Richmond and Norfolk in back in November. And we fell in love with this place. It's like the emo brewery with amazing craft beers. It's incredible. The aesthetics, everything about this brewery is fantastic. Uh, so for their fifth year anniversary, they had a release. We've got a number of their beers and this one in particular is called the luxurious luxury volume eight. Um, this is a Berliner Goza. Okay. Brewed with strawberries, pineapples, marshmallows, maple salt, and 24 karat gold edible flakes. <laughs> now I poured it out and wait, the flakes wait, wait, aren't. Wait a second. <laughs> is this, it's, that's a mixture of that from what I hear. It's a mixture of some DD is bored, some Steel City Dan. And apparently Goldschlager. <laughs> I that is you're talking about unique. Yeah, that's about the most unique I've ever heard. Wow. This is yeah. This is a special special beer. I did pour some out to try to see the gold flakes. It really didn't show well in the camera, but it's a very thick. It's a smoothie uh, style beer. Uh, the way that it looks, and I also wanted to show you this absolutely gorgeous can <laughs> with. With the shoe on it, the fur insulated loafer there. If you're listening to us, you've got to find this. Um, That's luxury. On you, it's luxurious luxury. It is. Dan's it's like a wedding a shoe. Insulated <laughs> loafer with the gold can all the way around. The luxurious luxury. Uh, boys, one of the best beers I've ever had, period. Period. You really do get all these flavors. The strawberry and the pineapple come together to give you this like tropical vibe but then there's just the right of marshmallow i've had a lot of marshmallow beers lately that's becoming very very popular and those places the breweries are turning it up they're turning it up almost a little too much you like if you don't like sweet beers you don't want too much marshmallow this has a perfect balance of that you get just a touch of that maple salt on the back end um and the gold flakes just make it that much more incredible but Shouts to the Vale. If you're ever in or around Richmond and Norfolk, Virginia, Southern Virginia, get this beer, get their beer, anything and everything. This is luxurious luxury volume eight, a very special beer for a very special boy. So <laughs> happy birthday, Dan. Hey, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Happy birthday, Dan. Show me that shoe again. Look at this thing. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get um, at Steel City Shannon's opinion on the shoes because <laughs> We really, we really need you to have those as your shoes for your wedding. I'm I feel like those you. fit you. They do. She does love the design and loves the, loves the shoe. So I'd say it's probably not off the table based on just that opinion alone. Might be able to get away with these for uh, the big day next year. That's what I mean. Maybe a reception shoe. We change right. the shoes up for the reception. There you know, you need a dancing shoe. That's going to keep it nice and slug, real luxurious. <laughs> I got to go back to these gold flakes real quick. <laughs> please, please. Thank you. Did you guys ever hear the rumor in college that like with Goldschlager, no, <laughs> like yeah. the gold flakes, like create like little micro tears and cut up your esophagus and then the alcohol gets in there quicker? Absolutely. Yep, there, thousand percent. Yeah. There can't be truth to that, right? All I know is I never drank this. After I drank it one time and someone said that, I was like, I never drank it again. So it was great. <laughs> 
yeah. swear to God. There were moments afraid. that it was very believable for a long enough time. Yes. Well, I mean, it got you drunk, right? So it was hard not just, to believe. It's just science. <laughs> oh, Dan's going to be hammered by the end of this episode. Right. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. The ABV is on this bad boy. Nine percent. Let's go. Happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't drink like it. Doesn't drink like it. It's all the gold. <laughs> Well, now it is time to get random topics off our chests. It's time for get it off our chest. Uh, Dan, get us started. Get it off your chest. What's going on? Dive right into it, boys. Uh, speaking of luxury, there are many cities around the country where these rentable electric scooters are popping up, right? They've been in some cities for a while now. They're on their way to Pittsburgh. You know, I was in Columbus, Ohio over the weekend on an incredible surprise trip for my birthday. And they're there. The companies like Bird, Lime, Skip, Spin, whatever. Uber <laughs> has them now. They're popping up everywhere, these rentable electric scooters. And frankly, they're a good option to get around quickly uh, instead of using a a bicycle, those are, you know, those rentable bicycles are in a lot of cities and things like that. Um, you know, you can use them on the road. You can kind of use them on the sidewalk, depending on where you are. Uh, they go, what, around a little less than 15 miles an hour on average. So, like, the idea is cool, right? It would get from A to B much quicker. You don't have to worry about really putting them anywhere. You can kind of leave them anywhere. And they have, like, a team that goes and picks them up when they need charged. It's kind of genius. Um, but now that I've been in a city that they have these things everywhere, it kind of makes the city look like a trashy playground because these things are just like thrown all over the sidewalks. You know, there's a kickstand that doesn't always work. They can literally be dumped anywhere from what I can tell. Um, you know, they do have the proper stations to get them from, but that's not always where they are. Like I heard like kids doing like tricks and wheelies in a parking garage with these things. Um, so not only is the aesthetic not really good when there's just like scooters laying around everywhere. I saw somebody and it's very easy to do. And this is where I think the danger comes in. It's very easy to drink one of these and then go scooting. Okay. You think you're fine. You don't want to pay for an Uber. Let's scoot and ride, baby. Let's fine. We'll be good to go. Well, literally witnessed uh, a drunk young woman scooting down the road and eat it right on the road and got taken away in an ambulance. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Got, yeah. Got taken away in an ambulance. She biffed it pretty hard. Uh, there, a closer eyewitness said she had, quote, unquote, a pretty good-sized strawberry on her leg. Um, that was enough of a visual for me and said she was in pretty bad pain, but also, yeah, it seemed like she had a couple this evening. Uh, so paramedics on scene had to take her away, looked mildly serious, but also she was a little under the influence, which, which certainly didn't help. So just word of the wise, don't drink and scoop. Don't <laughs> leave these things on the sidewalk. Be smart. I like the idea, but, uh, you know, let's still stick to the professional drivers and the Uber drivers and well, really Lyft drivers of the world to get you home safely. 
Well, it's a, it's a DUI if you're on a bicycle. So it's certainly a DUI if you're motorized, right? Oh yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be. So yeah, there's signs all over those things telling you not to do that impaired. And like, because it was, I mean, cause I remember when they first came up here and it was like a big thing. Like it was every news story was like, you know, crashing into cars, doing this, whatever. It's kind of calmed down since then. But to your point about it making neighborhoods look like trash, the best thing about having a house now in a more suburban area of Los Angeles, it is uh, so nice to not have to step over those things, not have to like move the stroller out of the way when you're walking, have to look for them when you're running. Like sometimes you physically had to move them because it's like you can't go into the road. There are cars coming. So like you literally have to just like stop what you're doing literally physically move them over and just like topple them into move them over into like another grassy area because Mm -hmm. when you run out of money on those things you can just it just stops yeah and it doesn't matter where it is so like you would just see them everywhere but yeah i'm with you it's fucking it sucks like those things suck everywhere (laughs) they do also there are lunatics that are going full speed on sidewalks Mm -hmm. right by people that think that it's a good idea and it's not because you're like weaving in and out of crowded, like crowded sidewalks in a city. It was just, again, the idea, I get it, but it's, it's just not looking good. So like otherwise. <laughs> Chris, get it off your chest. Uh, okay. So since we're doing sports brunch today, I have a sports related one that I've been holding on to for a while, fellas, and it's about nice. baseball. So wrap in. Yeah, let's go. Love it. I've been holding on to this since April because opening day for baseball, like in half of the places it snows or sleets or ice rains within the first couple of weeks of the season. So, uh, you know, when I'm working out, watching the highlights uh, on ESPN, seeing like what games are being played, what opening day is like, I'm seeing these grown adults sitting through snow delays, just in their seats, just sitting there. Just, and they're, I mean, that's all, they're just, they're like willingly accepting the shit parade that's happening to their life at the moment. Listen to me, if you, if this is very situational, but if you are an adult and you're at a baseball game without any kids and you willingly sit through that, you are a certified psychopath. And I do not want to be associated with you at all. If you have a little kid there, if like you take your son or your daughter or whatever, and they really want to see the game, you're like, okay, you know what? That's fine. You know what? Let's, while it's raining or while it's snowing, let's go back underneath the cover. We'll get you a hot dog. I'll get a beer or something like that. We'll hang out under the heat lamps until they can start this baseball game. No, 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 no. These are like retired people that are just sitting there or like, like, like dads who I guess are getting away for the day, but you, you cannot sit willingly through a weather delay in your seat and let that weather rain down on you without me thinking you're a certified psychopath. I'm sorry. Had to get it off my chest. Uh, just another thing that I hate about baseball. That's all I got to say. I love it. I love it. I complain about that all the time because I'm not sure about this season, but I know there have been several seasons in the past where um, opening day, there will be opening day in Pittsburgh in Cincinnati in all these places and it's like snowing, it's freezing cold. And then Dodger stadium's empty 
Angel Stadium's empty. Like all these places, Arizona, the Diamondbacks are playing somewhere else. Tech, the, the Rangers yeah. are playing somewhere else. All these hot places where like the weather is nice at the beginning of April, right? Or at least nicer than wherever it, in Cincinnati is, right? And I always am just like, why the hell are the Pirates playing Cincinnati? And then why are they coming out to do their West Coast swing in July? Right. That makes no sense. If there's any time you should be playing in Pittsburgh, in Cleveland, in Cincinnati, it's July. You should not be doing your West Coast swing then. You should be doing it in April. It's the dumbest thing in the world. So this is great, Didi. So cities like Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, let's throw Chicago in there. Let's throw Detroit in there. Let's throw Minnesota in there. Minneapolis. These cities, you should not be playing baseball in the month of April. That's ridiculous. And again, if if you go to a game in those conditions... Just please stay away from me. My opinion is nobody should be playing baseball in the month of April. And the season should really start either the first week of May or, frankly, Memorial Day weekend because that would make a little bit more sense, Americana. We don't need that season to be that damn long anyways. I know baseball enthusiasts are, like, yelling at the radio or whatever, your earbuds right now about what I'm saying. But it's it's way too long. It it, yeah. it really is. Listen to Tom Glavin, Glavin talk about why he golfs so freaking much because the season was so damn long. He's a pretty good golfer, but he like had to get away because the season was so long. That's a baseball player. One of the best ever to say that. So shorten the damn thing. Also don't let it go into like late October because we don't need that either. The playoff series should be much, much shorter. We don't need more wildcard teams. We don't need more baseball. Just need better baseball. Just start later, please. I love it. Well, I got to get this off my chest. Uh, Also sports related. Uh, Who ever asked for in-game coach interviews? (laughs) Well, I know it wasn't you, Didi. No, it it wasn't you. Nobody Nobody wants to hear coaches less than me, right? But if you're going to talk at a press conference, fine. Talk at a press conference. But like, even then it's just stupid. But like the NBA always talks to the coaches at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So Dame Lillard had 40 points last night, right? And he hit two threes while he's in the small box while they're talking to the coach. Oh my God. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm just like, who asked for this? What does this bring to the game? I don't watch the game. I don't care what he has to say because whatever the coach of the Denver Nuggets has to say, like you didn't make Jokic like do that pass. Like you didn't teach him how to do that. You didn't do anything. Like the the Trailblazers coach, you did not teach Dame Lillard to pull up from half court. Like you didn't teach him that. Like I don't care what you have to say. And it's just, I, I just all, I just wonder while I was watching the game last night, it was just like, who asked for this? Who thought we needed this? And they've been doing it for years. But like mm-hmm. the in-game coach interview, just I, I don't understand it. I don't want it anymore. And I just, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm done. Honestly, I, I've never understood it. And I think it's ridiculous in frankly, any sport. I know they yeah. do it in baseball, yeah, which yeah. is probably a little bit more reasonable, but still unnecessary. Anyways. And then I'll show you how worthless baseball is because the coach can talk to the tv people for like two innings and it doesn't make a difference right right like i feel like hockey is the only sport that doesn't actually have a coach interview be until be either before it's either before the game or after the game there's nothing in between like in football it's not during the game but it's before halftime and after halftime going in going out it depends on the what the winning team has the usually with these tv contracts the winning team coach has to interview going into halftime, the losing team 
has to going out. It's not always on TV, but they at least have to speak to the reporter. They don't really have this in hockey whatsoever. Uh, you'll get the player interview, which also is taking away from a very vital intermission, <laughs> mind you. It just also doesn't make any sense. But yeah, what you're saying, Didi, you're right. This It's getting worse and worse. We're getting more and more coach access. And nobody yeah. wants it, especially the coaches or the teams. If we don't want it, they don't want it. Let's just put it to an end. Yeah. And nobody says anything anyway. Exactly. <laughs> they don't say anything of substance. They're just like, well, you know, we got to get back to the game plan. And, you know, we think if we play the way we know we can play, we'll win yeah. the game. That's what exactly. every interview is. Right. Stupid. <laughs> and like you mentioned with football, like they stopped Nick Saban. Hey, Nick, your team's up 48 nothing on the Citadel. Um, what do you think? We suck. Should be up 7 yeah. nothing. Then he runs. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> he keeps thanks. jogging up. I'm like, Real unhappy thanks. with our defense. Couldn't hold him in that third down. Two minutes left to go, but we'll get better. Thanks, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> they jog off. <laughs> I, I hate it so much. We need less coach access. I, I just right. can't stand it. Well, anyways, let's get into the main course, boys. There's a viral clip that went, uh, the clip went viral of Brooks Kepka. Uh, one of the more entertaining golfers on the PGA Tour is Bruce Kepka. The fact that this guy's actually good makes me laugh just because, like, he's so entertaining. Well, the clip is of Brooks uh, doing an interview, and then his rival, what's his name? Bryson DeChambeau. Comes by, says something to him, and then he just looks disgusted. <laughs> disgusted. Just, like, the best eye roll of all time. Like, it's incredible. Like I was trying to think of things that made me do like, I like, I, like, I don't know if I've had that look like when my mom, like when I was in like high school or something and my mom would tell me to like, Oh, you got to clean the bathroom before you can go do something. And I like, that's the look that he gave, like just utter disgust at having to do something like hilarious. It's if you haven't seen it, it's yeah. It went super viral on Tuesday. It's going around. We'll retweet it. It's, absolutely an incredible moment and the thing is it's what you guys know this better than i do it's a, it's a live to tape interview so it's not live they kind of pre-tape it and so this was like the first take of that and so this wasn't actually live the golf channel somehow this clip got out so he's going through the interviewers asking him the questions and then bryson's uh, first of all a little a brief background i'm sure there's not a ton of golf fans but these guys don't exactly like each other um, there's Bryson DeChambeau, who's the guy that walked behind him is what some people are quoting as the science golfer, because he blew up his body. He's trying to change the game. He thinks being huge and driving the ball as hard as you can and winning the game of golf via distance is the way to do it. Now he's had some success ever since he put on a ton of weight from what he used to look like to look like now. But he is approaching the game unlike how anybody has done it before. And a lot of people, and I mean a lot, of golf fans do not like this guy. He's the most polarizing golfer probably ever. And Brooks and him have taken some shots back and forth at each other. Uh, like Bryson said that Brooks is a pretty good big guy. But he says that he didn't have abs. He was in the ESPN Body Magazine issue. Um, and he like claimed that he didn't have abs. Anyways, without getting too, too super detailed on it, it's absolutely hilarious to watch Bryson come from behind him. And part of what makes him roll his eyes is Bryson DeChambeau wears metal cleats and metal cleats aren't worn on the PGA Tour anymore. 
And so they make this like big crunching noise sound. So he hears them coming from a mile away and just stops, closes his eyes and like drops a couple F-bombs and goes, I just lost my train of thought. We, we got to start over. <laughs> He's like, jeez, he just, I heard that bullshit and I just lost it. I'm sorry. So it's, it's amazing. Um, I love it. I love Brooksy. He's a great golfer to root for. And this clip is one of the best things ever. So I appreciate all that background information because I have just kind of started getting back into watching golf this year. I, I watched the masters and then, uh, this major this past weekend, uh, very closely and enjoyed quite a bit of it. But like, I don't know the backstories with these guys. I I had one tweet earlier in the week about Bryce, Bryson DeChambeau about how like his divots fly further than my golf balls. <laughs> and, uh, our buddy Tyler, who gets a mention on every podcast episode, Everyone. Yeah. Uh, he, he voiced how much he hates this guy. Yes. And so we're like going to in the future have talks about um, why I should, why I should hate him. But uh, yeah, that was, it's going to be a gif forever. Like it's going to be in golf circles, probably like, similar to the crying Jordan meme where like anytime something stupid or frustrating happens in the sport of golf, that's what you're going to see. hundred <laughs> percent. No question. Cause it is, it is just, it's phenomenal. Like the fact that, that, that the fact that they released that clip is amazing because right. like they obviously released that clip. They did that on purpose. Cause it's just too good. Like, it's just like, sorry, Brooks gets mad at us. Like, I don't care. Like it's too good. It's it's such a great clip. But. Well, Brooks even even said at the interview who says once they have to cut, he kind of says we're gonna have a lot of fun with this in the in the TV trucks. And Brooks goes, honestly, I don't even care. Oh, like, I heard him say that. I didn't know. At the very what... end, yeah, he's like, honestly, I don't even care. That's awesome. And yeah. So and then I guess people reached out to his agent today. There was no comment on it, but it's been very clear these two guys don't like each other. But this was something that'll never go away and people are hoping they get paired up for the u.s open which is the next major coming up in a couple of weeks it's just absolutely incredible i mean they'll be on the Ryder cup team together i'm sure when that comes back around they got to be team usa but uh golf needs stuff like this like tiger and phil this that wasn't a real rivalry by the way it, people wanted that to be but they guys had respect for each other these two dudes don't respect each other one's <laughs> trying to change the game um it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And I love it. I'm here for it all day. That's what golf needs right now, man. That's what golf needs. Um, one last piece on DeChambeau, uh, the, the, the Kupka video is what's going viral today. Second to that, which is not going as viral, but should go viral. And I quote tweeted it today was Bryson DeChambeau doing bicep curls. Okay. So at Chris underscore Gates, go on my feed, check it out. It's bad. It's bad. Okay. That guy, along with the way he lifts weights, you add that into his golf swing and how much pressure he's putting onto his joints. That guy's going to blow something out in the next one to two years. Promise you that he's, he's not going to be golfing like that for a long, for, for, for very long. Like look at what happened to tiger. And a lot of people said that early in tiger's career is like, if he keeps swinging the ball that hard and it was very hard at the time. Now it's not, but his back, his knees, his joints. Bryson is going to destroy his body. He may walk out of here with a couple of majors, but he's going to be done playing golf within five years. And Brooks is going to be in this for a lot 
lot longer. It's it's just a, it's just bound to happen. Also, Bryson's kind of a bitch and complains and tries to bend the rule all the time. <laughs> he, he, he really is. There's a lot of stuff out there about how he just complains to rules officials. There was like a bed of red ants that his ball was around, so he like was trying to get it moved. It's like, no, go through the ants, you idiot. But I'm all here for it. Well, speaking of this topic of disdain for somebody, (laughs) let's roll into Tom Wilson here because I feel like he's an athlete that we've all been looking at over the last month or so. For sure, over the last month, like everybody in the nation who watches any sports show, you have a feeling about Tom Wilson at this point. Um, Yeah. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) That's the question. Honestly, what the hell? It's 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 like it's funny to be like I want to be the villain now whenever fighting in hockey and doing things like this isn't the same way it was even like 10 years ago. Right. And you want to be the villain in that way in 2021? It's just a weird thing to say this is going to be me. You're not going to make money off that. I don't know. And well, what's even more annoying is is he's a half decent hockey player like he yes. scores. I mean, he's he's on their top line, their top two lines, every, you know, gets between those two, but he didn't know he wasn't always that, but he got progressively better and it got really even more annoying. So that's what makes it worse is he's got some skill. He's not just some, you know, garbage grinder hockey player. That's just starting to pick fights. The problem is he gets away with it and then he doesn't get suspended enough. He doesn't get fined enough and it just keeps happening and happening. And it's not good for the sport because even like you said, DD fighting and that gritty type of just dirty play. He's a dirty hockey player and a trash bag of a human being, but the NHL is letting him get away with it. And that's what has everybody so up in arms. You've seen the highlights over the past couple of months. And it just, it's like Vontez perfect. We're like, how, when does it, when does it, what does it take to stop? You just suspend the guy for more like half the season before somebody starts taking this thing seriously. That's the closest thing. I can compare it to because it just gets so out of hand and you know, it, he's, he's one of the most annoying people on the planet. That's a great comparison, Dan Montez. Perfect, man. That's, yeah. that's really good. Um, this is kind of a deep cut. If you're not a, if you're not a staunch hockey fan, but Tom Wilson's career reminds me a lot of Scott Hartnell's career. Hmm. Used to be a Philadelphia hmm. flyer. Also, Hey, I know this is the title of this episode is sports brunch, but title one, a certified psychopath brunch because (laughs) Scott Hartnell was a certified psychopath. I mean, he was biting players in in, in the league, but he was also super talented. And he had one year where he like cut the, cut the crap and he scored 40 goals. Tom Wilson's the same way. It's like, dude, if you weren't spending 10 minutes in the box every night, you would probably put up some legit numbers. You're a first line winger for the Washington capitals. That's, they're a good hockey team. Um, but like Dan said, yeah, I mean, the NHL just is like in the stone ages and I don't get it because there was a, there was a, there was a, 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 a little window of time there where like teams got faster and more skilled. And, and then you started seeing the entertainment level going up. Uh, Penguins won a couple cups. Tampa Bay was always in it. And obviously they won last year um, with a lot of skill, they have some physicality, but now it's like, man, they're trying to turn hockey back into like football on skates. And I think it sucks. Um, and you know, the Tom Wilson thing, the the sad thing about it, he's, he's because of the way the NHL wants the sport to be played. He's probably always going to be, um, 
handsomely rewarded in terms of contracts and uh, salary, which sucks because you don't want the game to be played that way. But he he's he's the most hated man in hockey, and he's probably like top five most hated people in sports right now. I would say. Yeah, that's very true. All right. Well, who do you want to see beat him up? Oh, well, I want to see everybody beat him up. <laughs> yeah. Who do you want to see beat him up? I we got to figure something out with this guy. Like, do we do we call Jake Paul? Have him fight? That's what, what I was thinking of. That's what I was thinking of. If there's like one fight that would have a really hard time calling between Tom Wilson and anybody, like let him fight one of those Paul kids. Cause yeah, I don't really understand who they even are, but it's annoying that they're like on my feed all the time. So <laughs> let's put them in a ring. That's better than Floyd Mayweather because we know what the result of that is going to be that one of those kids and Tom Wilson set it up. Triller can host it. Let's go. That might be the, yeah, one of the few people that I root for, uh, Tom Wilson beating. <laughs> there, are, that's a that's the shorter list. Who would you want Tom Wilson to beat up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think the Paul brothers might make that list. <laughs> Same with you, Vontez Perfect. That's what I was gonna say. So Dan, you said Vontez Perfect. Like you put Vontez Perfect up against Tom Wilson in a fight. Who do you want to win? Oh boy, that's tough. And don't say Meteor. That's not an option. No. Oh, I think I might have to. Ooh, I think I might have to root for Tom Wilson in that fight. I, Just because there's been more direct, <laughs> more direct personal punishment with with Perfect in my teams, and how I saw that constantly, and the guy literally did get away with it. Um, Tom Wilson just does it to everybody, but that would be ooh, that'd be a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I I I want Jake Paul and and Tom Wilson to fight. I want Jake Paul to beat Tom Wilson up. That's what I want because I want Tom Wilson to be embarrassed because the whole thing with Jake Paul is like, no one's like, Oh, this guy who's famous on YouTube, like he can't beat me. And I'm such a tough athlete in this other sport. And I'm like, well, he, you're not a trained boxer though. Right. <laughs> That's the problem. That's everyone's problem with Jake Paul. It's like, they're like, Oh, this kid's a dork, but he's like training in boxing. So like, you're not UFC person. So like right. Tom Wilson, Jake Paul, let's just get, I want to get him embarrassed. Triller. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Tom Wilson's thing in the NHL is like, he, he will only, he, he will not fight guys that are bigger than him. So he's probably bigger than, than the Paul kid. So he would probably fight him. Yeah. Got to make That's that true. happen. Trailer. That's true. Yeah. Carson DeChambeau versus Tom Wilson. <laughs> no, we need the DeChambeau Cupco episode one. And then we'll yeah. just get like five of those. <laughs> That's got to happen first. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, Chris, you brought up this awesome topic about staying up for stuff. So go for it. Yeah. So curious to hear from you boys. uh, What in sports that you're actually willing to stay up late for Uh, as a still a relatively new parent? um, I have learned, I I knew the value of sleep, but now I, I, now I know it. Okay. (laughs) So like, I'm not willing to give up my seven to nine hours of sleep a night. I'm just not. And, um, I had a, I had a a really big life moment, uh, last night recording this on Tuesday, this week Uh, on Monday night, Penguins Islanders went into overtime playoff hockey, right? Game five. Um, yeah, it went, ended up going into double overtime. But after the third period, I turned the TV off and I went to bed because I said, I value these hours of sleep more than I value the result of the game. And here's how I justified it in my head. And then I'll I'll throw it to you guys. 
the way I justified it in my head is I need to get this sleep. And regardless, when I wake up in the morning and see what the score was, if we ended up winning, I will be ecstatic. And if we ended up losing, I will be ecstatic. I didn't stay up and put myself through that. So I chose sleep over those two things. Now I'm curious from you, what things are you willing or not willing to stay up for? I can't believe you did that because I'm not doing that. <laughs> no way. I'm, I was stunned. I was stunned when you when when you said that. I was. I was very surprised. Well, I can I I can provide some context to it too. This is a first round playoff series. As right. we get deeper into the playoffs, I probably go the other way. If you know, like several years ago, the Penguins went into overtime of Game Seven in the conference finals. I'm not going to bed when that happens. So I feel like it's, it's kind of case specific sometimes. So the deeper a team gets into the playoffs, the more likely I am to sacrifice sleep to watch that game. But first round game five, it wasn't the series wasn't on the line. I'm going to bed. I hear you. I, when it comes to playoffs though, man, it's tough. I, I don't know, but regular season. Yeah. I'm going to sleep. Like when a game goes into overtime, the regular season, I'm like, all right, well, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. But playoffs, that's tough. Like I'm, I'm here for it throughout the long haul. I'm there. Yeah. For me. And obviously my situation is a little different than you two as parents, but I will think that it won't change from what I'm about to state, but <laughs> we'll see in episode 252. Um <laughs> Mark it down. Mark it down. I was going to say, what Mark did I just down. predict? Shit. I'm like, uh-oh. 200 <laughs> weeks. You know, math, math there. 352, yeah. maybe. <laughs> uh-oh. 352. Um, yeah, playoffs. If my team's in the playoffs, it doesn't matter the sport. I'm, I'm staying up for it. Uh, I am. I, I, I get the early round thing. Like, if it's six overtimes in game three of the first round, I probably need to make a decision there. <laughs> That's probably where I'm like, okay, this is this is quite enough. I still have to work tomorrow. Especially if it's during the week, yes. Weekend, let's go. Let's yeah, get a that couple, changes things too. Yeah. Get a couple of luxurious luxuries back in the system with those gold <laughs> flakes cutting away. <laughs> um, if But it almost depends on the sport for me too, where like I'm used to staying up late for Sunday night football games with the Steelers. If it's the Steelers, if it's my team, and it's a Sunday night football game and it's close and it matters or it's a good, you know, it's a tough opponent. I'm slugging through that. Cause I know if I just got to, you know, it's one game I can get through that and get through my Monday. I'll be fine. I think I'm just, that's, that's more regular, right? We're more used to that. They're on prime time all the time stuff used to that. Um, but yeah, if, if there's a regular season game, that's going late like for like for the lakers that's how i can compare like for the lakers it's hard for me to stay up to watch a game that starts at 10 20 or 10 yeah. 15 that's, that's tough difficult. i'm watching half of that and going to bed and fine even playoffs that can be tough where through all the rounds it's tough those late games early early rounds it's it's tough for me to stay up that late nba finals i'm up that <laughs> it is it doesn't matter the game especially clinchers overtime um, <laughs> I'll regret it, but I'm staying awake uh, for those. So yeah, it, it, it does depend on where within the season. And then I, I like I said, it kind of depends on the sport. Cause I think it's just 
more of a, of a regular thing in football with those Monday night games, Monday night football, Sunday night football. That's just try to suck it up and, and get through it every once in a while. I'm with you, man. When the Knicks are in the finals, like I'm relatable. <laughs> <laughs> <Locked in>. <laughs> but it is, dude, it, it, it is tough making those decisions because there are certain times because like, you know, I'm on the West Coast. So like, I don't really have those issues that much anymore. Also true. <laughs> so, which is, you know, pretty awesome. But oh. there are certain times where you're like, like um, the college football national championship or the college basketball national championship, which starts at like six, here will be 6.30. There it's 9.30. Like when I see the times of the game starting, I'm like, how's anybody on the East Coast watching this? I have no idea. <laughs> but like, sometimes I was like, I like for things to be over by like eight, nine o'clock. I want them to be done. Like, I don't want to have all that to go to sleep because I don't want to be watching sports like in my bedroom with the TV. I just don't. I'd rather watch that somewhere else because then I can, I can be loud in my living room. I can't be loud in my bedroom. Like, yeah. No, those know. ones, those are two good ones. Those two are tough. Real college tough. Uh, football and basketball championship games late on Monday nights. Ugh. That's often a tough decision and it depends on the game, but there, there have probably, I've probably gone 50 50 there, whether or not it's worth staying up for because those song bitches go late. Yeah, I don't I don't stay up for those. And it's ridiculous <laughs> that the college ones are played on a Monday night. That's yeah, just dumb. makes no sense at all. Um, <laughs> more golf, everybody. More golf. It's done by 630 on the East Coast on a Sunday night. You're, you're true. You can't get your sun, sun goes down. Right. The British <laughs> Open. That thing's done by like one. <laughs> They're way up there. So that's good. <laughs> Dude, what's funny about golf, though, it's hilarious because I'll miss the I'll be like, wait, it's over already because like it's so it's done at like 330. I'm like, oh, oh, sure. Over. There. See, that's where got you got it. the disadvantage. Oh, you got yeah. one Dude. sport. For the yeah. majors, you there's a there's a I'm just realizing this now. There's a major brunch opportunity on the West yeah. Coast for oh, golf yeah. majors. I mean, that's the thing about the West Coast with you know, all the sports. There's brunch opportunities for everything. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, football brunch is amazing. But I didn't yeah. think about that one, Chris. You're like, yeah, Sunday game. majors at brunch. Ooh, we got a game changer right there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Sunday Making four trips out to the West Coast every year. <laughs> <laughs> Upping it. Upping the trip total to four. <laughs> I can't. All right. Well, uh, let's do some rapid fire here because we've got a lot of things. So let's call this brunch court. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Brunch court, but <laughs> sports edition. Let's do it right now. Tim Tebow coming back, signed with the Jaguars. We for or against this? I, I want to know. Start? Yeah, Chris, please start. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Tim Tebow. Wow. Everybody else does. And I just don't have a problem with the guy. Like people just hate him. I feel like because he, I don't know. He's always been a good athlete and he's also like good on TV. And he's like a really good person. Good at everything. <laughs> good looking. Why do people hate him? I don't, I don't, other than like, I know there was, a huge media focus on him ever since he was in high school as a quarterback. And then he won championships and people hate people who are successful. So I get that. Um, I understand part of the deal where it's like, he's been out of the league for so long. Like, why does he deserve a roster spot? But like, I don't, if he can make the team, then he deserves to be there. Right. And if he doesn't have the cut, yeah, I'm against this. I hate, I, I like, it's not that I hate Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's fine. I actually like Tim Tebow on TV. I have no problem. But like, 
just folk, he's not that good of an athlete. He was good in he was like a, he was good in college, but once it came to being a professional football player, you aren't that great. Like he got lucky. He got he was really a bad lucky. quarterback. He yeah. was a very bad quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And he is an all right athlete. Because if you go back and you look at any of like the Florida highlights with Tim Tebow and you just think about what you've seen in college football since, you're like, is this guy's the greatest of all time? I don't think so. It's like you look back at it, you're like, Pat White was better than that guy. And like, no one was saying that back then. And you're just like, wait, like, there are way, there are a lot of quarterbacks who are better than this dude. But like, I just, I don't get it. The whole him getting the roster spot, everything Urban Meyer's doing down there in Jackson. I like, I'm going to hate the Jaguars. I'm going to hate them a lot. And I, there's no reason to hate Jacksonville, whatever. Jacksonville's just there. But it's just like, dang it, man. They're going to make me hate that team. Because I just hate the fact that he's going to be around. They're like, oh, he's a good locker room guy. I'm like, this isn't high school. Those raw, raw speeches and we're not going to lose. And that doesn't matter in the NFL. I don't, I just, every, uh, the Tim Tebow brand. I just, I want him to be back on TV. He's good there. Get ready for Tebow time. Get ready <sighs> for it. I'm, uh, I'm actually closer to Chris's opinion here uh, than your G. I, I've always liked Tim Tebow. He, I never like respected his quarterback skills as a professional in college. He was incredible to watch. He's not a good baseball player, clearly. Um, and I'm okay with this, like earning a 90 man roster spot. If he makes the roster, but the 55 man roster, we're going to have this conversation again and really see if he actually earned that. Yeah. And I don't care for or respect urban Meyer. So that doesn't help his situation. If this was another <laughs> coach, Maybe I'd feel a little bit better about it, but I'm intrigued to see it. He could be a pretty unique gadget player as a tight end if he has the ability to throw a short pass or something like that or, or run different routes. And they're going to they're gonna do some wild, wild stuff down there with Urban Meyer as a head coach for the first time in the NFL and Trevor Lawrence as, Lawrence as the quarterback. They're going to be running gadgets and wild stuff all over the place. So it fits the system. So I get that. Um Will he make the roster? I don't know, but I'm okay with with, with this part of it so far. Going to need to see some more to see if it's okay to give him that 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 official spot come fall. Wow, two one Tebow two passes <laughs> brunch court. Jesus. All right, uh, Aaron Rodgers once out of Green Bay and didn't show up the didn't show up to camp whatever camp is going on right now. He didn't show up to it and uh, did an interview basically saying that he's got mad issues and he's not he doesn't want to go back in there. And his problems aren't with the backup quarterback or anything. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, for or against Aaron Rodgers, just, I don't know, kind of being annoying right now. Uh, I know what Chris is going to say. <laughs> yeah, um, we know what Chris is going to say. So yeah, we'll, we'll let him finish so he has some time. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers. I let, it's all It all dates back to me liking the Packers growing up, being a Brett Favre fan. So it kind of just bled into that. I don't like what's going on right now. It's ugly. I think both sides look pretty bad. I don't think he ends up in another uniform this fall. I think this is getting a little bit more quiet. He had the interview with Kenny Mayne the other night and take what you want from that. But I still think he ends up in Green Bay, but I, I get where he's coming from. I do. I think the management has been absolutely garbage there and if you look at all the i don't need to read through all the things about how many offensive weapons they've taken in the first round since he's been there it's ridiculous uh, what they do to help him and he he, he even kind of said it himself he was kind of 
he was fine with Jordan Love being picked. And then he went out there and was had an MVP type season and they've done nothing different. And he's like, what the hell? We could have won the, we could have went to the Super Bowl. We need a piece. Give me a piece. Give me something. But feeling this is going to drag on for a long while more. Just retire already. I'm just, wow. just retire. I'm done. Just retire. I like Aaron Rodgers. I have no beef with Aaron Rodgers, but I'm like, I'm, I, I just feel like you're too old to do all this. Like just that's why he's doing it though. Cause he's like at the end of his career. So he's like, no, what? I'm not just going to sit here and take this. Be done. I'm old man now. Just be done. Just, just retire. Like just be out, just be out of here. Like you already are super rich. Like you're <laughs> done. Like just retire. He's got a wedding why coming up. You know, like why have people have, you know, all the players on the Packers have to deal with Aaron Rodgers questions now. Like you're like 40 years old, just retire. Like, unless you can go somewhere and be happy, like Tom Brady, who just seems to be as happy and as drunk as he's ever been in his life and like eating his avocado ice cream, like just retire. If you can't be happy, retire. That's what he wants. He wants what Tom Brady has. Just, but you got to move to do that. Tom Brady is living in Florida where all the old retired people live. And that's why he's happy. So yeah. The problem is being traded to Denver. Sure. Shit won't make that any better. No, (laughs) no. Going to Denver is not going to make him happy. Just retire. Be done. He wants what Tom Brady has, but he's not Tom Brady. Fair. Who the (laughs) hell are you, bro? He's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Better quarterback. That's a hard. That's a hard one for me to process. When Tom Brady has won how many Super Bowls now? Like he's a better winner. I think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. I don't know. I don't know. Get your wife. Bring your wife in on this. I know she's (laughs) dude. (laughs) Part of part of why I I was thinking about this one recently is because like I was just up in Wisconsin and was asking everybody about it, and they're like. don't trade him don't let him play either just like hold him hostage until he's too old to play we're done with this guy he he sucks man i just he sucks like he's a great quarterback i'm not trying to say he's not a top obviously he's one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl but like bro You haven't even been to as you haven't won or been to as many Super Bowls as Ben Roethlisberger. Who do you think you are? Like, honestly, what's happening? Oh my God. Get it down to Jacksonville with Tebow. Let's have it. Let's have it happen. I don't I don't (laughs) good God. But yeah, uh yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Just I'm done. Retire. I'm over it. Just just shut up already. Like, I just I'm done. Yeah. So two to one against Aaron Rodgers. Dan, you're, you're alone on that one. All right. right. He's kicked out of the league. Here's a fun (laughs) thing. All right. The Raiders uh, are doing everything that I thought they would do in Las Vegas. It is going to be a club in there. Literally. They have a nightclub with celebrity DJs at the new Raiders stadium. I think it's Alliant field or something or Reliant field, whatever it is. Uh, It's a huge black dome that looks like (laughs) aliens just landed in Las Vegas and they will have DJs in there. Are we for or against the Raiders nightclub? (laughs) Come on. Come on. 
we're all for this. Yeah, we're all for this. This is the city to do it, and this is the team to do it for. Because if your team is competitive, you don't need this, and you don't want this. Uh, it's great for shit teams like the Raiders that get beat up by the Chiefs twice a year and will never win that division as long as Patrick Mahomes is still breathing. So I love it. I love it for Raider games. It makes a total a total sense. It's perfect for Vegas. This is genius. It had it had to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> It would be worse if they didn't do this. People would be more mad. Yeah. It's like a it's like a field of dreams scenario, right? Yeah. It had to be this way. Just build it. People people will come. People yeah. will come to it. Like I'm legit mad that there's not a lazy river going through it. <laughs> like I'm mad that it's not more ridiculous than that. Like you know, it teams upgrade their stadiums though. That's a great idea because it's it, the thing about the Raiders that does suck for them is that like they're going to be playing like eight away they're going to be playing playing like 16 away games or 17 oh, away yeah, games now absolutely because sure. if you're going to go travel for your team like if you're like oh yeah like I want to go see the Steelers play somewhere like you're gonna go to Vegas like if that yeah. if the Raiders are on their schedule you're going to Vegas like I'm not going to Green Bay <laughs> right <laughs> I'm going to Vegas right. And, and people in Vegas uh, are with it enough in terms of money to know that like, oh, we should buy season tickets, but wow, we're never going to a game. Do you realize what the third party market is going to look like for those games? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I'm just like, all right, do I want to go see the Browns in LA or do I want to go see them in Vegas? Go see them in Vegas, even though LA is cool, but I live here. I want to go see them in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last one for brunch court. Um, J. Cole, 36 years old. Uh, outstanding rapper. Played basketball. Uh, was a walk-on in college at one point. Is now playing professional basketball in Africa for a team called the Patriots. <laughs> um, <laughs> how do we feel about 36-year-old J. Cole living out his professional basketball dreams? in africa what college did he walk on to saint john's oh shit. he was actually like legit good okay when he was like 18 years old all right i mean you know like so dan we went to school in the mac and mm -hmm. like <laughs> for better or worse the mac is not the best conference for basketball uh but like a like a fair share of those kids end up signing contracts somewhere not in, not in north america but somewhere so if j cole walked on to st john's which at that time was a big east school mm -hmm. he's probably got some game that's a fair point i i, I saw the headline and i was like what the hell is going on <laughs> like anybody can do whatever they want now just because that's just what it seems like anybody can do whatever they want because they want to do it but Hearing all this information, yeah, exactly what you said, Chris. If that's if he walked on at St. John's, yeah, there's guys all over the the world that played in those other conferences, smaller conferences that are still playing to this day. They get those contracts and they play over there. So doing some doing some damage over there it makes makes some sense. Thirty six years old. That's old though. This is the Tim Tebow thing, right? Yeah, this is this is <laughs> J. Cole and Tim Tebow. This is where they connect right here. Guys, give it up 
<laughs> like J. Cole, I, lo- I love J. Cole's rapping, performing, all that. Don't get hurt and not be able to tour, J. Cole. Like, yeah, that would be something. What are you? We all lost out on touring. Everybody lost out on touring money. Don't mess up by, you know, breaking your ankle, living out your dreams. Like, you're already really good at something else. Like, you don't have to go in average two points a game <laughs> in the Basketball Africa League. Basketball. <laughs> Yes, that's literally what it's called. It is the Basketball Africa League. Not the African <laughs> Basketball League. The Basketball Africa League. Ball. Yes, ball. I guess that's marketing right Amazing. there. There it is. Ball. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But are we for or against this? I'm against this. I like, just want J. Cole to come come back home. Yeah, for- against. I, uh, yeah, don't need to be doing this right now. Well, I suppose I can't be for Tim Tebow and then not be for J. Cole. <laughs> a great sentence. <laughs> yeah. Put, put that on a shirt in Dan Dot merch. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess I'm for Jake. Jesus Christ. You know, this this you, know, you, guys ever, you guys ever think about like sentences you never could fathom yourself saying. I guess if I'm for Tim Tebow. Then I have to be for J. Cole. One and the same. Amazing for, sentence. I'm for it. Amazing I never thought sentence. about J. Cole and Tim T. Bar like the Spider Man meme, like pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's J. Cole and Tim T. Bar. <laughs> well, that was Sports Brunch Court. Let's get into what we are listening to. Uh, Dan, what are you listening to this week? I'm letting you go first because 21 Pilots exactly uh boys over the past what three weeks each of you has done a full dj khaled playlist for his album (laughs) each three songs well it's my turn but it won't be dj khaled it's all 21 pilots it's all from scale and icy the brand new album that dropped on friday uh i could probably do an hour on it but i'll try to condense it and here's what i have to say if you are familiar at all vaguely familiar most people with 21 pilots songs like uh ride uh, stressed out this is not those 21 pilots um there's a big story about why there's this huge change of sound with this album it does seem like it's going to be more radio friendly uh there's far more pop in it that we've ever heard before there's way more guitar in it because my my, my brother tyler learned how to play the guitar uh, during the pandemic. And instead of writing songs on the bass and the keyboard, he's writing them with guitar now. So we've got really unique and different sounds from 21 pilots. If you saw them perform at the BBMAs, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, so I'm going to start with the song called the outside Didi, I know you love this song. It almost has a slight, and I will emphasize slight like panic at the disco vibe, the way that the sound is kind of, built uh but it still has that rapping style that we are familiar with tyler joseph doing that he has in the bridge um this chorus has a large potential to get stuck in your head for a very very long time so first one up from scale and icy is the outside from 21 pilots nice outside great song great song, great song. chris what are you listening to uh, so I have a couple album anniversaries uh this week the first one is an album that is very, very near and dear to my heart and influenced, <laughs> <laughs> influenced a lot of the music, Dan, okay. that we wrote growing okay. up. Less Than Jake's Anthem album, 
turned Jeez. 18 years old this cool. past week and uh, came out in 2003. And honestly, like if you listen to this album from less than Jake, you're going to get everything from reggae to ska to, to straight up skater punk music. Um, and I think personally it, it's one of the most influential ska albums of all time. Um, and, uh, I just, man, I dove right in like a few weeks ago when fat lip turned 20 or however old that song was. And I listened to all killer no filler. Like that's what I did this week with Anthem. It was another one where I, I remember every chord, every horn line, every lyric, just like I listened to it 18 years ago. Um, and so I'm going to put probably a few from this album because it's very hard to pick just one because there are so many good songs from Anthem. Um, but uh, if you haven't listened to it, I would encourage you to give it a shot this week. Less than Jake's album, Anthem. Nice. Cool. Nice. Love the album anniversary. That's good. It's good stuff. All right. His and Hers by Lil Uzi, Internet Money, and Don Tolliver. This song is summer, man. Summer just feels like summer feels like outdoors feels like what it should feel everywhere this weekend because memorial day weekend is i I believe summer starts at memorial day weekend that's how i believe in it so Mm -hmm. this song his and hers just feels like summer throw it on your playlist whenever you're flipping burgers this weekend i love that that is the time it's a good one music i love it uh next one up from 21 pilots uh <laughs> mulberry street this might be my favorite of the new songs the non-pre-release songs off of this album uh lead singer tyler joseph mentioned in an interview he he likes listening to billy joel as like his good mu- mood music and this song has very clear billy joel vibes with the electric piano that plays throughout the song. Um, and again, something we've really never heard before. Um, friends of, of, of mine, of ours, I, again, I know people that maybe don't like 21 pilots and I'm talking to you, uh, Brendan from the legend status podcast. He's certainly one of them where he likes like two songs, but listen to this album, listen to this song. Honestly, I don't think you would think this is 21 pilots. If you heard it blind and you had no idea who it was, uh, you probably were going to get this on the radio at some point this summer, but, Mulberry Street, next one up from 21 Pilots. That's a great song. Yeah. Great song. Great song. Also, you had Saturday on the playlist. That sounds like a Jonas Brothers song. Dude. They're everywhere on this album, but yeah. So Yeah. Saturday is a jam, and it will be played uh, at my wedding (laughs) next year. It's a dance song, which is weird from 21 Pilots, but it is. It's a jam. Chris. Um, so the second album anniversary is ironically from the same band, uh, less than Jake's album in with the out crowd is 15 years old. This album went kind of unnoticed back in the day. It came out in 2006, which Dan, that was the year that we played warp tour. I remember less than Jake was on warp tour that year. I went and saw them after our set and they actually joked that like, Hey, nobody's listening to this album we just put out. So we're just going to play Anthem for today's set because Anthem was so damn good. Um, Right. There's a song on this album called Mostly Memories that is just a perfect blend of ska and punk and just upbeat fun. 
Um, and, and a really catchy horn line that I love. So I'm going to put mostly memories on the playlist this week to celebrate the 15th anniversary of that album. And I feel very old. I was going to say, you, I hope your third one is going to not make me feel as old because this well, is- Well, that means we played Warp Tour 15 years ago. Wow, 15 year anniversary <laughs> of that. It stings. well speaking of uh not anniversaries but more but uh throwback music uh drake's more life i listened to i listened to a lot of drake this past week because he got the billboard artist of the decade award right and this isn't like voted by some industry people this isn't voted by fans this is like pure stats and he's just dominated over the last 10 years. And it's weird that you're like, it's just weird because, you know, we're getting older. And as you said, 15 years, can't believe it's been 15 years. I can't believe it's been like 11 years, 12 years since like Best I Ever Had was out. And it's crazy to think that way. But More Life just is something that I play like every summer. And since Memorial Day is coming, just, I'm going to put some more, I'm going to put some songs of More Life on here. But like that whole thing is just, feels like summer to me. And I just love it. So Listen to more life. Thank you, Drake, for the jams. Uh, the numbers that they put up there uh, with that presentation leading up to that award were ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Like It's very clear why he's artist of the decade, deservedly yeah. so, and then that just reinforced it. When you see all those numbers, Yeah, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Um, yeah, congrats to Drake for that. All right, last one for me, 21 Pilots. Surprise. <laughs> uh, never take it. Um, it's another one where... You listen to it once, the chorus will certainly get stuck in your head. Trust me. They got a little bit of that group vocal, which I love. You know, that gets me every time. Hook, line, sinker. Um, Simple but catchy drum beat uh, from Josh on this track. But I think this is going to be an incredible song live. uh, Potentially another one that eventually makes its way around the radio just because of how catchy it is. And again, it's this is more of a pop forward album than we've ever had from them before. A lot of... uh, you know, experimentation from, from the boys and a lot of rumors that this is just a a one album of two and that we're getting a second one sometime in the near future. A lot of stories and rumors swirling around that. But um, if you don't care for 21 pilots, screw you, but here's some other songs that you can listen to this week. Um, Medicine by Dayglow, uh, Violet by water parks. Love those guys. And then euphoria from angels and airwaves absolutely incredible yeah absolutely incredible song so you can check those ones out if you want <laughs> i knew you couldn't just stick the 21 pilots i no, knew it i, no, knew I wanted couldn't. to and i'm like there's not too much other good music olivia rodrigo's album came out it's I, amazing let's I knew go you could. i knew you could the music is still there next week to talk about dan it's still I know, there. But it just piles up it just <laughs> like dan's beer it's like those it's damn scooters up. they're just everywhere <laughs> Uh, my last one, I, since I was on such a nostalgia kick this week, and I put Fallout Boy on the playlist last week. Um, I hate what Fallout Boy has become, but I love what they were at the start. And I'm going to put the song Grenade Jumper on the playlist this week because it's one of my favorite old, old, old Fallout Boy songs. Nice. nice. Yeah. My last one, uh, Jonas Brothers and Marshmallow put out a nice little love song that sounds nothing like anything that Marshmello has ever been behind production wise. Leave before you love me. I, I just, it's, it's just a nice, a nice song. And it's like two minutes and 30 seconds. And it's just a nice song. 
I like it. I wish I would have been told that before I heard it for the first time. Cause I'm like, <laughs> what the shit is this? Where is who's wearing the marshmallow head and why is he just playing a keyboard? Like what is going on? But now that I know that it's, uh, it's butter. Yeah. Yes. By the way. Oh, oof. beautiful. <sighs> Wonderful song. Hey, had to get something that's else a, in. <laughs> that's a, that is a jam right there. Yeah, it is. But yeah, but I could have waited till next week to talk about it, Dan. I could have waited. Piles up. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. <sighs> well, that is the brunch breakdown, boys. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, Tebow J Cole collab coming twenty twenty two. And that's it, folks. That's it. That's the brunch breakdown. Peace.